What is up everyone? It is Quinn here back with another video. And yesterday I went through my top 12 running backs kind of post free agency, or at least, you know, post most of the uh, major signings. Today's video, same style, but I'm going to be going through my top 12 wide receivers. And I'm also going to be splitting them up into tiers. So I believe I have uh, five different tiers for these top 12 wide receivers. You know, as always, this is very early on in the off season. So these are still going to change. You know, these are obviously not set in stone. So I do want to hear your guys' opinions. Do you think certain guys are too high, too low? You know, did I snub a player from the top 12? Just let me know down below in the comment section and I'll make sure to get back to every single person. But let's just jump right into it here. Starting off with my one tier one player, at number one, I have Justin Jefferson. It seems very likely he's going to be the uh, consensus wide receiver one, you know, heading into this season. Um, he was targeted 184 times, caught 128 of those for over 1,800 yards, and then scored nine touchdowns. Just a dominant overall season, number one in targets, number one in receptions, receiving yards, and yards after the catch. So just a crazy, crazy impressive 2022 season out of Justin Jefferson. He was the wide receiver one in total points. He was the wide receiver two in points per game, just behind Cup, who you know didn't really play a full season. I think it was like nine games. And the dude is only 24 years old. So it's possible he hasn't even hit his peak. He could still be getting better. I mean, he could replicate this season next year and score 13, 14 touchdowns instead of the nine he scored last year. So for me, he's locked in at wide receiver one. And there's really not another player that I would even consider taking over Justin Jefferson at the wide receiver position. Now, moving into uh, tier two, going to start it off here with Jamar Chase. You know, looking at 2022, we actually saw Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, and Devontae Adams. All of those dudes averaged more points per game than Jamar Chase, but Chase was right up there at wide receiver five in points per game. And the difference here for Chase is he just doesn't really have a risk of falling off. And maybe falling off is the wrong term. Like, I don't think a guy like Cooper Cup or Tyreek Hill, like these guys aren't just going to fall off a cliff and go from high-end wide receiver ones to like wide receiver twos. But maybe at their age, they take a slight dip. For Jamar Chase, it just seems very, very unlikely that he takes that dip. You know, he's probably not even at his prime yet, or maybe not even close to his prime. And I wouldn't be shocked if him and Burrow go out there, just completely ball out here in 2023. And Jamar Chase could, you know, finish as the wide receiver one. I would not be surprised with that at all. So just the age factor, the fact that I think he is still, you know, going up. That's why I have Jamar Chase here at number two. But in the same tier, tier two at number three overall, I have Cooper Cup. He's been the wide receiver one in points per game over the past two seasons. And it is possible that he repeats that again here in 2023. He just has, you know, a few red flags that I think we do have to point out here. He will be 30 heading into the season. So he's, you know, not really ascending anymore. He's also coming off of a season ending ankle injury, which is why he only played like nine games, I think I said earlier. And then we also just don't know what's going on at the quarterback uh, position. You know, we've heard reports that Stafford's ready to go, good to go. But then we've also, you know, heard some things. Maybe he's retiring. Once you're starting to deal with like concussions, neck stuff, nerve stuff, Never great really at any position for football. So some red flags there, but if Cooper Cup is on the field, he's going to be producing. And I still think, you know, he is a top three fantasy wide receiver heading into 2023. Now my final tier two player, my wide receiver four overall, it's going to be Tyreek Hill. And he really showed zero signs of slowing down after getting traded to the Dolphins. Him and uh, Mike McDaniel proved to just be a fantastic combination. Tyreek Hill, just crazy impressive all across the board. Third in targets, second in target share, first in target rate, second in air yards, 
number one in deep targets, number two in receptions, number one in yards per route run. So across the board, just a fantastic season that culminated in him finishing as the wide receiver three in fantasy points per game. As long as Tua's, you know, good to go with the concussions heading into 2023, I really don't see why uh, Tyreek Hill isn't going to be able to uh, replicate what he did in 2022. Now, moving over to tier three, I've got two guys here in tier three. The first one is going to be Stefan Diggs, who I just think at this point in his career is a locked in, very strong, well-rounded mid-tier wide receiver one who does have that high-end upside. We know he's going to be the clear-cut alpha wide receiver for Josh Allen. Obviously, a Josh Allen-led offense is going to put up points. There's going to be enough volume to support Stephon Diggs. And in his three seasons with the Bills, he has finished as the wide receiver three, the wide receiver nine, and the wide receiver six in points per game. So very consistent, you know, somewhere between a high-end uh, wide receiver one to like a mid to back-end wide receiver one. I don't really see why that would change here in 2023. And then the second player and final player in tier three is going to be Devontae Adams, who's my wide receiver six overall. And he's actually the first player I've talked about here who's actually had a shakeup from free agency. You know, the wide receivers, or sorry, the running backs I talked about yesterday, you know, they had a few things going on here and there. A lot of these wide receiver rankings didn't switch up a ton, but uh, for Devontae Adams, we have Derek Carr out. Jimmy Garoppolo is in. In terms of quarterback play, I would probably say this is like a slight downgrade at the position, but I still think Jimmy G is more than capable enough to, you know, support Devontae Adams. He's probably just going to be force feeding the dude, if we're being honest. Um, We have seen Devontae Adams lead all wide receivers in touchdowns in two of the last three seasons. So that has been a big factor in his production. And I guess we'll just have to wait and see if he's able to find that same success here on this current Raiders offense. Like, I don't think the offense is going to be terrible, but is this going to be an elite unit putting up, you know, a crazy number of points? Personally, I don't think so, but I mean, they weren't really that last year and Devontae Adams was still fantastic in the touchdown department. So you still got to like Devontae Adams as a very strong wide receiver. One hasn't really shown any signs of uh, falling off and he should, you know, be very strong once again in 2023. Now moving into tier four at number seven overall, I have CD Lamb and we saw CD Lamb finally take that big jump in his third NFL season. He was the wide receiver eight in points per game. And I honestly think what was so impressive about this season was that it's not like all these factors came together and kind of created a perfect storm for CD Lamb to ball out. Like this was kind of, you know, an up and down season for the Cowboys. Dak Prescott missed time early. He came back. He wasn't all that great. Like he was struggling a little bit. It's not like this offense was passing the ball like 40 something times a game. They were not a pass funnel offense. So Lamb had all that stuff going on around him and was still able to deliver a mid-tier wide receiver one season. And so I actually do think there's a decent amount of room for improvement. And I think he could potentially take that leap into like the Devontae Adams to find Diggs tier of players. And if he can't take that leap, he's probably gonna be in that range, you know, for the foreseeable future. Now sticking in tier four, at wide receiver eight, I have AJ Brown. I think at this point, like looking at AJ Brown, I think he's a nice mid-tier wide receiver one. I really don't see him as a guy who's gonna fall out of the top 12 over this next season, but I also don't know if he has that potential to really kind of crack into the top three. Like I think CD Lamb could do that, 
Not sure if A.J. Brown's going to be able to do that, but I do have to admit, like, the fit with the Eagles was much better than I was expecting. I didn't really like the move for him. It turned out very, very well. He went for 1,496 receiving yards and 11 touchdowns. He's never going to be a guy who's going to be, like, a top five targeted wide receiver. That's just not his game, but he's going to make up for it with big plays, touchdown upside, efficiency. A.J. Brown was second in yards per out run fourth in yards per target, and fifth in yards per reception. So someone who I just think is very firmly here as like a mid-tier wide receiver one. And then my final player in tier four is going to be Amon Ross St. Brown. And I actually think when we look at Amon Ra's uh, fantasy numbers from 2022, I actually think they're a little bit deflated actually due to some poorly timed injuries. You know, every year we have a few dudes who deal with injuries where it's like they get hurt in the first quarter, they get knocked out of the game, and it happens like two, three times, and it kind of hurts their production, right? Because they're basically giving you like two duds, even though like in the grand scheme of things, it's not like that's something that's predictive. It's not going to happen consistently. So even with these like weird timed injuries, he was still the wide receiver 10, um, averaging 13.4 points per game, which is impressive. But if you actually remove the two games where he played less than 35% of the snaps due to those early injuries, he actually would have averaged the same number of uh, points per game as A.J. Brown. So just kind of putting that into context there. I do think this Lions wide receiver room is going to be better heading into 2023. You know, Jamison Williams, hopefully, you know, if you're a JMO fan, will really start to break out, you know, came back later on in the season from the ACL, but clearly, you know, wasn't 100%. He'll likely be much more involved heading into 2023. But I still think Amon Ra is the stud wide receiver in this offense. I still think he is going to be the guy in this wide receiver room. And I do like him as a uh, top 10 wide receiver. Now, moving into tier five, this is a guy who did not crack my top 12 um, when I did them, you know, a few weeks ago. But he is now here at wide receiver 10. It is going to be Garrett Wilson. And obviously, this is assuming that Aaron Rodgers will be joining the Jets. Not official at the uh, time that I'm recording this, but, you know, it seems kind of inevitable there. Garrett Wilson put together an overall great rookie season with pretty tough quarterback play, you know, between Zach Wilson and uh, Mike White. He was only the wide receiver 31 in a half point PPR points per game, which definitely doesn't sound great, but a lot of that was just due to the lack of touchdowns. Wilson uh, had four receiving touchdowns in 17 games, which is obviously a very, very tough number, but it's going to be pretty tough to excel in that area when your team has the uh, second fewest passing touchdowns in the NFL. So you can't really blame him there. As a rookie in 17 games, he saw 147 targets, caught 83 of those for 1,103 receiving yards. Now you bring in Aaron Rodgers, who I still think has some juice as a quarterback. I think we could see Garrett Wilson take a massive jump heading into year two. And I think he could be a guy who operates as a top 10 fantasy wide receiver. Next up at wide receiver 11, this is where I have Jalen Waddell. We saw a great sophomore season out of Waddell was the wide receiver 13 in points per game. He became wildly efficient, you know, playing behind Tyreek Hill in that Mike McDaniel offense. If you remember his rookie season, his usage was really weird. He was used as like a super heavy volume guy, very, very inefficient. He turns that super inefficient high volume season in uh, 2021 into a crazy efficient season in 2022, where he actually leads all wide receivers in yards per reception and yards per target. Like I said, the complete opposite of his rookie season. He's obviously still getting better as a player 
in this offense, you know, with Mike McDaniel, Tyreek Hill, Tua, I think he's going to have a very solid season. And he's actually a guy who kind of struggled in those games where Tua was out in the games where Tua was active, you know, his production was even better. So I do think he could be a guy who breaks into the top 10. Does he have that elite, elite upside if Tyreek Hill's healthy? Probably not, but I still think he's someone who's totally worthy of being a fantasy at wide receiver one. And then the wide receiver 12 here, sticking around in tier five, I have T. Higgins. I think, you know, some people may argue this spot for a few different players. For me, I feel pretty confident having T. Higgins here. Just like Amon Ra, Higgins was a guy who dealt with some weird injury stuff. You know, like I know if you had him on your team, it was probably very frustrating because I think it was week one, he left early on with a concussion and then he had two other games where he was active, like he suited up, he's on the sideline, you get your little fantasy blurb, you know, telling you he's good to go, you throw him in your lineup and then you tune into the game and he's just standing there on the sideline playing one or two snaps over the entire game. I'm pretty sure that happened twice last season. So if you take out those three weird injury games, he was the wide receiver nine in points per game with a very impressive season. You know, there were some rumblings, maybe the Bengals move him, trade him. It doesn't seem like they're very interested in doing that. Obviously, basically his best spot is to just stick around here with the Bengals. So with uh, how talented T. Higgins has proven he is, I feel solid having Joe Burrow's wide receiver two here as a fringe top 12 option for fantasy. So that is my top 12. Like I said at the top, let me know what you guys think, who should be higher, who should be lower, thoughts on the tiers, who got snubbed, all of that stuff. If you enjoyed, you know, you stuck around all the way till the end, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. But thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.